Hey guys, welcome to the Filming with Josh podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Milligan, and this is episode number 64, Video Rights. Who owns the content? This is the Filming with Josh podcast, brought to you by Rustic River Media. Welcome to the videographer's home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. If you are new to the podcast, I want to thank you for listening in. Uh, This podcast is your home for tips, tricks, and how to make flicks. Uh, On this podcast, we talk about all things video, whether it's um, what camera to buy or how to get into the industry. We talk about uh, contracts and business opportunities and just basically all things video and editing and you name it, we talk about it. Um, Today's episode is all about video rights and really more specifically, who owns the content? This is a very interesting topic that I think could be heated depending on who you talk to. (laughs) Um, And really what I talk about today is going to be my experience and my opinion, and you may differ in opinion and in experience, and that's totally fine. Um, but this is this is how I see it and how I um, run my business and how I work with video rights with my clients. So you can you can love it, you can hate it, but this is how I do it. And hopefully for those of you out there who are kind of navigating through the waters of video rights, maybe this will uh, give you some ideas. In my work, I've been doing video professionally for about 12-ish years now, so over a decade. And in my experience, I have over the last decade or so um, that I've been in video, I would say that I own the rights to probably roughly around 90-95% of everything I've ever shot. Um, And that might seem crazy to some people because there are a lot of people out there who um, basically think or or, or operate from the perspective of when the client hires you, they own everything. Uh, But I'm the opposite. I I don't see it that way. I don't run my business that way. And again, this is just my my experience. This is just my my opinion and how I do things. And, And you might be listening to this and you might do it differently. But in my business... Anything I shoot, I own, period, 90, 90 to 95% of the time. The only exceptions to that are when I'm hired by another company, whether it's another production house or whether it's a company that has, maybe it's a, a corporate company that has their own in-house marketing team. And if I'm literally contracted just as a DP and my sole job is to shoot content for them, and we have a contract that states that that content is theirs. In that case, they own the footage. But outside of that, pretty much every other time I own everything. Another exception to that would be when I back when I did outdoor TV, I had some contracts where I did own the content and I had some contracts where um, the TV show uh, owned the content. And that was more in line with what I just said, which was that uh, they kind of were the production house per se. And I was kind of the DP. So they own the content there. But Outside of that, like for pretty much everything else, I own all the content. So all the commercial work I do, all the live streaming events I, I do, all of the projects I've done for TEDx, uh, all the um, 
university work I've done, all the corporate work, industrial, medical, um, all of that, all the doc projects, everything, I own all the raw content for. And I use the word raw content because I do give ownership of the final video product to my clients. I, and this is just how I do it. You might do it differently. But for me, I see it that my, my client, it's kind of like building a house. My client is hiring me to create a product for them. And that product is essentially what they're paying for. The tools that I use to create that product and even the materials I create along the way, those are mine. It's the product that they're purchasing and so that's the product that they get. That's what they get. And at the end of the day, I give them ownership in my contracts to that final product. However, in my contracts, it explicitly states that while they do own the rights to that content, it is non-trans the rights are non-transferable. They can never edit it or alter it in any way. That means they can't drop an Instagram filter on it when they put it up on social media. They can't change the music out. They can't add to the link. They can't even cut parts of it out and use it in another product. I'm very protective of that. When what I deliver them, that's it. They cannot alter it. And it's non-transferable. And I, they sign, it is acknowledged in the contract when they sign it, that I have in, uh, rights for life indefinitely to be able to use that final product in my own marketing or my own uh, classes or basically any way that I need to use it for. That's how we structure our contracts. Um, and for me, my clients don't typically have a problem with that. Now, I've had some clients over the years, of course, who have asked me for the raw content, but I don't give them the raw content. And I'm going to talk a little bit about why that is. First off, you're not paying me for the raw content. You're hiring me for the, for the final product. I said that a second ago. When you hire me, I'm, I'm creating the project and, and building a product for you, and that's what I'm delivering to you, whether it's a 30-second television commercial or uh, a minute-and-a-half, two-minute-long branding project for your website, whether it's a doc project, doesn't matter. Like The final product is what you're paying for, and that's what you're going to get. So that's, that's part of it. The other part of it is I, I think of raw, raw content, and when I say raw content, I'm talking about footage, graphics I create, um, any audio that I capture or create, voiceovers, um, the music that we get the rights to, like all of that stuff is ours. And so I, when I say raw content, I'm talking about all of that stuff, even photographs, same thing. If I were to give that content to my customers, 99% of the time, my customers don't know anything about video production but they might have a cousin who's dabbling in it or getting into it who they think, oh, I could just give him the raw footage and he could create another video for us out of it. You know, or they might themselves be like, oh, I've used, I've used Windows Movie Maker before. I can take the footage and make another video. Well, here's the problem with that. Number one, obviously it cuts me out of that business because now they can take the raw content and use it over and over again for all kinds of other projects and I don't get that work. That's part of it. Um, but the other part of it, and more importantly to me, is that they could damage my reputation based on how they utilize that footage or that content. 
if they were to take like like for example, I shoot almost everything in log. I've shot in log exclusively for the most part since 2016. Most of my clients don't even understand what log means, and their computers probably couldn't even play back my video files. But let's just assume they could, okay? And let's just say they got it in Windows Movie Maker, for example. They're not going to know how to color log. They're not going to know what to do with that. They're going to totally screw that up. They're going to crank up some saturation and add some contrast to try to make it colorful, but it's going to look like crap. And beyond that, they're not going to know how to how to handle the audio. They're not going to know any of that stuff. So here's what's going to happen. They would take my raw footage and try to make something out of it. They would do a terrible job. And if it ever went online and anyone ever saw it, and, and they knew that I'm the one who shot that content, it it's going to really damage my reputation because it's going to reflect me poorly. People are going to look at that and be like, dang, that Josh guy, him and... I'm in Rustic River Media, they suck. <laughs> but that's exactly what they would think because they aren't going to know that it's because the client took the raw footage and edited it. They just know, hey, Josh shot this footage and it looks like crap. So that could be really damaging to my reputation. And what if, you know, what if I had some prospective clients that saw that and decided not to hire me? You know, that could really cost me a lot of money in the long run. So I absolutely do not give away raw content to my clients. And unless, again, it's, a, it's an ex, the, the exception is if I'm hired by another production house and that's literally all I'm hired for. But if you're hiring me for a project, forget about it. I'm not giving it to you because I don't trust you. That's the truth of the matter. And even if you say, oh, you know, I've been doing video for a while, that doesn't mean anything to me. I know a lot of guys who've been doing video for 20 plus years who don't know how to handle log. I know a lot of guys who've done video for 20 plus year who, years who quite frankly look like they haven't been doing it for 20 plus years. Just because you've edited video before doesn't mean, and sorry if you hear my, my baby in the background, my wife's home with them today, so it is what it is. But just because you've edited video for, before doesn't mean that you're good. And so if you take my content and you make it look like crap, you make me look like crap. So that's a big part of the raw content uh, for uh, argument for me. Another part of it is I reuse that raw content for all kinds of stuff, whether it's advertisements for my business, whether it's um, creating uh, content for other clients. I do that quite a bit. I'm getting ready to start a project for um, a, a company that builds websites for hunting and fishing outfitters. And part of part of how I'm going to create this project for them is I'm going to be pulling from stock footage that I have of wildlife and hunters and things like that from other hunting outfitter uh, projects I've done. So I'm, I've gone to hunting hunting outfitter all of, all over the world shooting marketing content for them. But because I own all that raw content, I can reutilize that content for this website company to help build a, a, a video for them that talks about their business that builds websites for hunting and fishing outfits. Because I own all that raw content, I can reutilize it for other projects like that. And I usually charge my clients uh, a fee for that because if they're going to be utilizing my proprietary stock footage, then... I'm going to charge for that, you know, if we're going to use that in a project. So it's not free. It's kind of like buying stock footage online. I just charge them through through my account rather than, you know, um, Storyblocks or, or Pond5. You're, you're buying it for me, essentially, uh, a copy, a licensed copy. But I could not do that if I, if I did not own the raw content. 
Um, and so like, that's another big part of it. Or, or what about the filming with Josh Facebook group? You know, on the Facebook group, we, I post content all the time on there demonstrating how to like color grade or how to do something in Premiere or Resolve or whatever. And if I did not own that raw content, I couldn't show you guys that stuff. And so to me, owning that raw content allows me to maximize what I did when I created a project for someone. Now, you, you might run into some larger clients, corporate clients, things like that, where they might have their legal team iron out some details with you where, okay, you can own the raw footage if that's you know how you operate your business, but you need to come through us before you ever use it for marketing anybody or anything else and get permission from us. And, and I sometimes will work around that just to be able to work with a client. And I understand that, right? Because if you have a large client that um, wants to protect their brand and their image and you're using their footage for something that their company wouldn't agree with, you know, I could see an argument for them wanting to be cautious with that. So sometimes uh, with some of the larger companies I work with, we will iron out some details that basically says, okay, you can own the raw content, Josh, but we, you know, we need you to come to us before you use anything that has our brand in it. And, and that's totally acceptable. And I totally understand that. And so for those types of clients, you know, we'll work around that in the contract. Um, but rarely do I give them the raw content or, or the rights to it for all the reasons we stated earlier. Another reason is because this is is because this is my proprietary content. I create all of this stuff using my experience and my tools and my style and my techniques. The way I shoot, the cameras I use, how I operate them, all of those things are different probably than how you operate it or how John Doe operates it. You know, I, I run things a specific way that works for me. It's my methods and it's proprietary to my company. How you run your equipment and how you shoot things, how you edit things, that's your style and that's your proprietary content that you create because it's it's unique to you. And so if I just gave people my proprietary content, then I would just be giving away things that I have learned and techniques that I have gone through to be able to create this proprietary content. I would just be giving all that up for free. And I'm just not going to do that, right? I, I spent years learning how to do these things. So when I'm when I'm creating content, I'm going to own that content, but I'm I'm going to give you the final product, but that's it. And so that's how I that's how I run my business. Same thing goes with photography. You know, I I give some people will like give their clients uh, uh, lease agreements to their final photographs. I don't do that. I treat my photographs exactly like I do my. Um, my video files. And this is because I'm not really a photography company. I do video, um, but sometimes clients want me to do photographs. So I just treat my photographs exactly like I do the videos. I give them the final product and they own the rights to it. Again, they can't alter it. They can't crop in on it. They can't change it up without going through me first. And they do not get access to the raw files. They only get the final image. Um, but that it's exactly like I do my video content. And, and all of this seems to work just fine on my clients. You know, like I said, I've been doing this for over a decade and I rarely run into any issues or hiccups. 
Now, what do you do though when you do run into an issue or hiccup or you have a, have a client who has a problem with that? And I have ran into that before. I had a company one time when I was earlier in my career, uh, verbally it was stated that I own the content, but I did not get a contract that explicitly said that. He was fine with it in the moment, but then after we shot the project and handed it off, he asked me for the raw content. And I said, hey man, like we talked about this. You guys don't own that. I do. And he goes, well, that's not in that's not in writing. And I'm like, yeah, but we talked about it. He's like, yeah, but it's not in writing. You need to give me the content. And I said, I'm not going to give you the content. So he lawyered up and they sent me a letter of intent. And so I had to either make a decision. I could either take them to court and fight them on it, or I could just simply give them the, the footage. I talked to my attorney and the way that it works, and, and this is important to a lot of people out there, if you, if it is not stated in a contract that the person who hires you owns the, the content, then you do, by default, under U.S. law, you own it because you are the artist who created it. So in actuality, if there's no contract that says who owns what, you, by default, own it because you created it. So that's a fun fact that um, people out there may not know. But the thing is, is... So I, I could have, in that instance, I could have gone to court and challenged that company and probably won because of that law. However, it would have cost me more money than it would have been worth in the end. And that's what my my lawyer advised me. So I ended up just giving them the raw content so I could save myself a lawsuit. Now, if we had, if I had earlier in my career at that time, been smart enough to iron this out in a contract, then that wouldn't have been a problem because I would have just pointed to the contract and he would have, you know, he wouldn't have done anything. Or if he did, I would have gone to court under under that instance because I'm not going to let someone bully me over a signed contract. But in this case, I blame myself. I should have got it in writing. And even though by default, I own the content, I didn't want to go to court to challenge him over it because it wouldn't have been worth it in the end. So um, anyway, that's just a, a, a useful piece of information that you might not know. Um, my biggest piece of advice is to iron this out ahead of time. You, you really need to, whether you talk about it and then get it in a contract or whether you just stick it in the contract and let them read it. At the end of the day, this needs to be in a contract. You need to iron this out, who owns what, because I've seen too many hurt feelings over raw content. I have a lot of friends who don't iron this out ahead of time, and then later on their clients argue with them to try to figure out um, why they're not giving them their raw content, and they're like, well, you don't own it, and it just creates a big problem in their business. And all of that could have been completely avoided if... They just would have had it in writing to begin with because all you have to do at that point is just point to the contract. Be like, hey, man, like I understand you want the raw content, but that's not how we do things. And if you look in the contract that you signed, you know, it clearly states that we own the raw content. And 95% of the time, that would settle the argument and then you guys could just move on. Um, that That is a huge thing that you really need to do. You need to iron that out every single time you work for someone, whether it's a $500 project or a $50,000 project. It needs to be in writing who owns what. Um, it just preserves relationships and saves a lot of heartache in the end. One last thing I will say is that even though you, or at least in my business, even though I don't give raw content to my clients, um, as part of the project, there are circumstances where a client will come to me and say, hey, um, I would really love to have a copy of the raw content for X, Y, and Z reason. And I will 
I will listen to what their reasoning is and I will evaluate it. And if if it's something that I could just simply edit for them, then I will just advise them like, hey, um, how about you just let us do it? Um, or if it's something that makes sense and I understand why they need it and I feel like it's not a big deal and it's not something that they're going to damage my reputation on, then what I have done in the past, and, and I don't do this all the time, but I have done this to be flexible with my clients, um, is I have offered to sell them a licensed copy of the raw footage. Now, it's important that you understand you're not selling them the raw footage because then you're giving them the rights to it, but I'm giving them a license. And I have, with my my attorney, he created a, a really cool contract for me that... Um, Basically, it's like a, a, a license agreement for those types of circumstances. A good example would be if someone wanted to utilize the raw footage for, say, an award ceremony. This happened with a client recently um, where uh, it, it's, a, it's a really good client. They were going to be awarded something, and uh, there was... Uh, a video company that was creating uh, videos for the award ceremony, and they wanted to know if they could utilize some some footage from some projects we've done in this award. And in that circumstance, I, I understand like the raw footage is going to benefit my client and is going to help him be recognized for this award. And there's a company that's creating the award videos that had already been hired. Uh, and in that case, I want to help my client out. So for example, in this circumstance, it made sense to give a raw licensed copy of the footage. I didn't sell the footage, but give a licensed copy of the footage to the video company that was creating these award videos so that they could honor my client. And you can create you know, whatever price you want for that. In this case, I did not put a price on it. It was going to be, um, the price was, it was literally going to say for $0 in the contract. Um, because I didn't, you know, I didn't feel like that was a circumstance where I wanted to charge for that. My, my client was getting recognized for something, and I feel like in my position, I, I wanted to be a part of that and help with his recognition. So for, for that circumstance, you know, the contract would just be like, hey, you can, you can use a licensed copy of the raw footage, and it outlines what the price would be, again, in this case, $0, and then it also um, states what it will be used for. It was a one-time use for the award ceremony only, and all of that was ironed out in the contract for the um, for the license contract, and, and and that's that's a circumstance where you might you might bend a little, um, and maybe it's uh, and another another example of this maybe it's something where you do want to charge for it. Um, I can't remember it was 2014 or something like that. I was doing a video for Stephen F. Austin uh, State University. I was doing a branding video for their uh, college of business, which I had attended previously. And we, for part of the project, we were getting footage of Ted Cruz um, speaking during the ceremony. Um, uh, he was doing the commencement speech for the uh, graduation ceremony. And I wanted to get footage of that for the branding video we were making. And then I also shot some footage of graduation for the branding video. And it just so happens to be that SFA's uh, video team that was filming graduation for whatever reason, the footage never got recorded on any of their cameras simultaneously. So there was only one person in the planet who had footage of Ted Cruz and who had footage of um, the uh, graduation, and that was me. And so 
the university approached me and said, hey, we know that you own the raw content, but we would like to buy a copy of it for the um, to have footage of the graduation ceremony since we don't have any. So I told them what my price would be for the raw content to give them a licensed, con- uh, a licensed copy of the raw content, and they purchased that from me. And Ted Cruz, his, um, his like campaign manager, um, came up to me after graduation and asked it, if for my business card. And like a few days later, he called and wanted to know if I would sell them a licensed copy for uh, some of Ted Cruz's um, uh, upcoming campaign ads that they were going to be working on. And so I was able to come up with a contract for that as well. So um, it, when, when you when you look at it from that perspective, there are certain cases where you might want to give out a copy of your license uh, or a licensed copy of your raw content. Um, but it's just important that you understand that you're licensing it and you're not selling it. And you just want to evaluate the situation because if it's just like your client's just like, I want the raw content and you think he's going to butcher it and make your you look bad and, and, and hurt your image, then don't do it. But if it's like Ted Cruz's campaign manager and they've got a video team and they want to use your your raw content for an ad, like I feel like that's totally different, right? Or the university, they have their own marketing uh, or video team. I was contracted to do work for the university, but they also had an internal team that I knew knew what they were doing. So I, I was comfortable selling them a copy of the footage. So there are circumstances where you might want to do that. Um, but that's in my business, that's how I do it. You know, we, we own the raw content, we give you the final product, and uh, we can use the final product however we see fit um, so can you but you can't transfer it to anybody else and you can't alter it and that's pretty much uh, in a nutshell how we do things um, I feel like it's worked really really well for me over the last 10 years or 12 years that I've been doing uh, video but again I do understand this is not how everybody does it and I also understand that it is circumstantial uh, but this is just how I like to do things and it works really well for me Anyway, I hope that makes sense to you guys. I hope you enjoyed this quick tip. Sorry for my baby. I don't know if you can hear him or not, but he's been crying in the background, so I don't know what's going on in there. (laughs) Uh, He's probably beating up on my wife. So if you heard him crying, I apologize, but it is what it is. (laughs) Um, Thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of the Filming with Josh podcast. If you want to listen to more episodes, hit subscribe so you know when they come out. Sometimes I'm consistent. Sometimes I I wait a few weeks because I get really busy, but there will always be new episodes. So hit the subscribe button so that you can be up to date when the next one comes out. I'll see you guys next time. To learn more about Rustic River Media, visit us online at rusticriver.media. Thanks for listening to the Filming with Josh podcast. Catch every episode by hitting subscribe today.